0: So I would just encourage anybody out there uh, to give themselves permission to step into a place of allowing themselves to do what feels right to them, independent of how they believe it'll affect everybody else.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Positive AF. Have you ever thought about how your achievements might be fueling your sense of worthiness In this episode of Positive AF, I chat with Kian Lagi, he is a success coach for high achievers. We talk about his journey as an ex-NFL player and how he became the coach he is today. You're gonna hear us dive into some cutting edge topics like detaching from outcomes to create flow for your business along with Kian's experience using plant medicine like ayahuasca as a healing tool. Keep listening to hear all of this and more. Welcome back to another episode of Positive AF Podcast. I am so excited to welcome Kian Lagi. He's an ex-NFL player turned heart-centered leadership coach and emotional intelligence expert. He's Kian Lagi. Welcome to Positive AF. (laughs) I'm I'm
0: excited. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. We we got some great uh, out there discussions to be had today, so I'm excited Mm. to be here
1: we recently connected too. And, you know, we had a great, very brief conversation. But I think there was a point that we were talking where I was just like, man, we need to record a conversation. We need to get this recorded and share it with the world. So here we go. But before we dive in, let's talk about some gratitude. Let's set the tone here. Kean, what are you grateful for right now?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just super grateful, one, for the opportunity to be here. Uh, on this podcast, i'm I'm super, super excited. Uh, my my heart is lit up right now uh, with with gratitude to be able to be here. just uh, I'm super thankful for the opportunity to be able to be uh, on not only this podcast but many other podcasts and just to share a beautiful conversation with uh, another uh, beautiful soul in in this space. So really just like for the for the presence that we have right here and right now, I'm just super grateful for.
1: Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, present for the, grateful for the now. I can really resonate with that. I love that. So let's dive right in. Let's talk about who exactly you are. I mean, what is your story?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my, my story starts uh, definitely on the football field. And I, I ended up having a, a, a tragic accident, a steady progressive uh, traumatic accident with my neck of continual trauma pounding over and over again in college that that ultimately led to my demise before I ever got to play a game in the NFL. So I got told that I'd never be able to play again. Uh, And then after that, I I went home and said, well, what's next for me? And I wanted nothing to do with my finance degree. So I said, Hey, let me be a personal trainer because I know a lot about the physical body. And I feel like I could show a lot of people, a lot of things reaching, you know, the peak of, of physicality. I would say with the NFL, I was able to, to, share a lot of good information with people. Uh, I then got to a place where after I, I was physically the most dominant I, I've ever been, I'm like, okay, well, what's next for myself as far as uh, what I want? And I'm like, well, I want to dive into the internal health side of things. So I decided to dive into internal health, started to uh, confront some of my bloating, my, my gas, my terrible gas, my, uh, my heartburn, uh, my fatigue, like my en- low energy levels when I wasn't working out, uh, my, my spotty sleep. So I'm like, hey, let me let me deal with these things because uh, clearly I haven't figured out what health is entire, entirely. So let me dive internal. And so I started to do that, and uh, I eventually moved to Miami, Florida, from my hometown of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and uh, established my my name as the kind of go-to person for internal health. Uh, but really, it started as an inter like an obsession for me. And so I started working with people with different autoimmune conditions uh, from uh, Hashimoto's to arthritis, to IBS, and then uh, all the way to different digestive issues like gas, heartburn, bloating, um, and even even you know bad sleep and, and low energy. So I established myself in that space and quit my job as a personal trainer and went online completely with a program for people with different autoimmune conditions. And uh, that went really well for a while. And after I was able to, to feel really good internally, uh, I'm like, well, what's next for me? And uh, well, I was like, okay. Well, I'd like to understand this mindset stuff a little more. So I started diving into that head first and got obsessed about that for a little while. And as a byproduct, I was able to transition a lot of my nutrition clients into uh, mindset clients. Because at the end of the day, uh, right if anybody that's a, that's a uh, a coach in any way, uh, if the mind's not right, it's gonna be very difficult for anybody to follow a, a regimen at all, regardless of how good it is. So. I dove into that. I started to to teach mindset work uh, and diving into it myself, uh, manifestation, um, you know, like what you put out comes back, you know, all all that kind of stuff. Like first development 101. And uh, after a while being in that space, okay, this has been cool. This has been fun. Uh, I moved to South America in Colombia, Medellin, Colombia, and I lived there for a year. And while I was there, I really dove into this deep internal uh, spiritual awakening within myself. And when I say spiritual awakening, uh, I don't, I don't necessarily mean uh, anything of, of uh, a connection to a religion, but more of a a much deeper connection with myself. And so that's what I uh, got more obsessed about at that point was like, Hey, what is, does it mean to have the greatest possible connection with me? And uh, so at the same time I was surrounded by other entrepreneurs and uh, traveling business owners. And uh, as I started to learn more about myself, I was able to help a lot of those guys and gals uh, dive in deeper with themselves and uh, allowing them to start to operate out of a place of, uh, of joy and uh, fulfillment in themselves. And not necessarily from the underdog efforting way of being that so many of us high performers uh, like to operate from. Uh, so it's honestly, as it's been this consistent process of me, just like being super interested in something for myself getting obsessed about it, getting really good at it, and then showing other people how to do it. And this is the space now with with the connection with the self that is so, so powerful. Like This is like the foundation of everything. So I'm really excited to to see where this goes with me uh, as far as if I continue this. Uh, I feel like I will because it's super strong and heavy on my heart to continue to do it. Uh, But that's where I'm at now.
1: That's amazing. Thank you for taking us through that journey, through all the different stages of your personal development. It really feels like you have just, you're, you've gone 100% full force all in, in creating the most optimal self for your life. And, you know, that seems like the obvious thing to do for a lot of people. But, you know, what? the reality is that most folks aren't as personally aware, as you might be, or others might be, or we are all starting at different stages. What kind of advice or what would you say to somebody who is not at that level yet? Or can you say anything to somebody who's not there yet? I'm sure you encounter folks like that all the time who have energy blockages, but they may not know that they need someone like you, or they need to start taking steps to their own personal development.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I, I mean, I have a lot of friends and family that, that are in that space and my, my number one advice that I would say for anybody that's just starting to get into a place of, um, understanding themselves at a greater capacity, whether that be through uh, nutrition nutritionally or through mindset or heart set stuff, uh, it's, it's question, everything question, everything. I think that's the foundation, uh, for all, transformation is questioning everything that you've done up to that point. Uh, All belief systems, all the ways of handling relationships, all ways of going about your day-to-day life. Uh, Ask yourself, why do I do this? Why do I do this? Why do I do this? And then when you do that, do the opposite of the thing that you normally do. Right? And so this, this begins the process of separating from the programmed self that you were programmed or designed to become based off your upbringing. And allows you to start to step into a place uh, that is of you and of your essence. So you might go back to some of your old ways of being, but ultimately it's stepping away from those, challenging them, questioning them. And then if you end up going back, great. Uh, But at least at the end of the day, you know that that's something that's aligned with yourself and not something that you're just doing out of programming uh, based off your upbringing. So number one thing I could say is, is challenge everything that you do and question everything that you do. And uh, do things that are completely against your programming. And when when I say that, it's not going to feel good. It's going to feel uh, uh, irresponsible. It's going to feel messy. It's going to feel dirty at times. Um, but I feel like it's super, super powerful and important uh, to be able to connect with the self of the highest capacity to question everything uh, and do things against your programming. And, and And ultimately, the importance of that, right, why you do that, is to be able to get to a point where uh you're able to live so in aligned with yourself because you know yourself at such high capacity that you're able to manifest uh, at will uh really whatever it is that lights your heart on fire but if you don't question everything you don't even know who you are independent of your upbringing so it's hard to know what it is that your heart desires right so by questioning everything uh putting everything to side and uh giving yourself permission to do go against your programming it allows you to uh, clear the slate and actually understand you at your highest capacity, and getting in in alignment with the self is is the highest level of manifestation. So you start to you start to bring in money, you start to bring in. Um, a relationship, you start to bring in um, you know, success. If those things are something that you desire from a place of ease and not from a place of trying.
1: I love that. Everything that you're saying makes so much sense. We're hearing a lot more the concept of unlearning, which really goes back to everything that you're saying, that things that we have been taught, not to say that our parents were wrong. There's no right or wrong, but just to say that there might be a different way of doing things than what we were originally programmed to know. So yes to all of that. My next question is, is there normally a correlation between main energy blockages that you see more than others or is everyone really unique in the challenges that they face?
0: I think fundamentally uh, they're very similar, but obviously the way that people get to those things are, are very diverse. Like, it's like, there's a lot of different pieces that people see, but then when you get to one, another layer deeper, they get a lot more similar. Then you get to another layer deeper, they get a lot more similar. So it's almost like a reverse pyramid in a sense. And now you, as you get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper, it tends to always eventually get to guilt or shame uh, as the foundation of the majority of, you know, we want to say energy blockages. So uh, they start off, there, there's many of them that come in different shapes and sizes, and then they get a little less, a little less, and a little less, and eventually... I uh, normally end up at, at, at guilt and shame, uh, which then will be be dealt with and expressed in, in, in some way.
1: Wow. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about all of this, it's like, do we really take enough time to, to think? Nobody teaches us this, you know, as far as like, we all have to, I mean, it's becoming more and more common knowledge, so to speak, but the work still needs to be done. And for folks to even to that point, it's hard work just facing yourself and saying, hey, I, I might be wrong in these areas or I, I could improve. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with soul versus ego. Can you speak to that a little bit?
0: Yeah, soul versus ego. Uh, oh, man, that, that we could probably have a five hour conversation on that. Uh, but <laughs> e- ego, it, it has definition. It, it says, this is this is who I am. this is me. I and for an example, I am Kean. I would am a former football player. I am a uh, fulfillment coach. Uh, I am a good boyfriend because this, this, and this. right. and so that that's really what our what our ego is. It finds definition and finds a way to fit us in these in these boxes. Uh, and really it it's it's there to to help us, right? That's why our brain does that compartmentalizes our being because, It provides us with a sense of security, right? If we know who we are uh, by our labels, our our earthly labels, that gives our mind a a sense of security, right? It gives it permission to be okay. And so the beautiful part about getting to a space where you're no longer defined by these earthly labels, it is very scary, right? Because what happens is your brain goes, whoa, 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 you just got rid of that, that thing that we used to identify with. Oh my gosh, like, whoa, who am I now? Right? You get rid of the next thing, next thing, next thing, and eventually you aren't defined by anything of this earth and you just are in and of your essence. And it's very scary, right? It, it, many people call it the void, right? It's like, whoa, like if I'm not defined by any of these things, I'm not John the lawyer or uh, Jenny the, the, the health coach, well, then who am I? That's a great place to be. And that's when you can start to connect with the soul at the deepest capacity. Uh, When you've been able to shed the layers of attachment to identifying yourself with these earthly labels is when you can begin to get in touch with, you want to call it your intuition, uh, you want to call it, uh, you know, chi, you want to call it your, uh, your divine connection, whatever you want to call it um, or your soul. That's when you're able to do it. But as long as you're defined by, all of your, your earthly labels, it's very difficult to tap into, uh, that, that soul level where you can tap into that, that place of intuition. That's why, so like, I hate when people say, Oh, you need to follow your intuition. Well, majority of the people have no idea really what even the voice of their intuition is. It's like, well, I got 50 voices in my head telling me to do all these different things, which one's my intuition. Right. And that's what I'm talking about. Right? I'm talking about the clearing of all those voices that say we are these different things allowing us to then get in touch with the one voice that really matters. And that's the voice of the self. So it's very difficult when uh, your ego, your, 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 your identifying part of your brain uh, is very, very active to be able to tap into the soul level. Um, So that's why I think it's really important. One of the first things I do is, is get people to the space where they're able to detach uh, from a lot of those, those earthly identifications uh, to be able to then step into place of uh, listening to their intuition uh, to guide from that space, not from uh, maintaining uh, perception or personas that they, they've labeled themselves.
1: I feel you 100%. And I mean, I feel like this is something that I'm actively working through myself is being able to not place as much worth or self worth on my personal accomplishments and achievements. And I feel like it's so programmed from the way that we attend school and receive love or worth or worthiness from getting good grades or being in student government or organizations and whatnot. Um, And then that follows us into our adult life. I feel like for a lot of us business owners and entrepreneurs, we hold ourselves to those crazy standards and shallow expectations. And so how do you exactly approach a breakthrough? Again, a lot of folks have no idea what's going on in their own minds. So if I came to you and I said, hey, Kian, I need help. Obviously, you know, too much of my self-worth or value or identity is connected with these earthly things that we've fabricated. How do you, how would you approach a breakthrough for someone like me?
0: Yeah, that, that's a fantastic question. And it, it would be in the context of a session. We we'd go deep to the core of that attachment. And like I said, normally at the the foundation of all attachments is a, a certain level of, of guilt or shame from, from an event or a series of events or, uh, Treatment that you received at, at one point or another in your life, and so we go in and we'd actively process the emotion associated with uh, the pain, uh, the sadness, or the anger of, of those events. So the reason why um, you know people say there's fears or limiting beliefs uh, is because there's stored emotion in the body from uh, one of the events or series of events that that I just mentioned uh, from a, from a, a past time at some point in your life. So going in and actually uh, re- almost reliving that experience, uh, can be very, uh, scary in the moment, but ultimately allows there to be the, uh, detachment from the emotion and the event. So the, the event is no longer this emotionally charged thing that's holding you back. It's now just a distant memory. So we'd go in and we'd actually, uh, we'd process that. Uh, but then also it would probably look like something where, uh, as far as, um, practical action that you can take, would be going and and sabotaging uh, whatever you use <laughs> to give yourself permission to be okay. And so for us high achievers, a lot of times we'll use uh, our our business, we'll use our success in the sport, we'll use our reputation, we'll use uh, money that we make to 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 give ourselves permission to be okay. And so we go in, and this actually this is what I what I did. Uh, I I literally. Uh, would intentionally try to sabotage my business uh, as a way to detach from it. And so I made a a Facebook post the other day where I uh, I actually, I was at the beach in in Miami and uh, I had a sales call and uh, I rode my scooter home. I was rocking my Speedo the whole way and I got home and I was going to shower real quick and I'm like, I'm not going to shower. My hair was all messy. Look, I got like a Johnny Bravo kind of with like very rough uh, uh, not as nice as Johnny, Johnny's hair, but I uh, looked like that. And I had like a bro take on and I had my speedo on. I'm like, fuck it. I'm just going to get on the sales call like this and let's do it. And so I got on and it was just so lighthearted. I was like, yo, what's going on? And we were just like, she was like overwhelmed. She's like, what the fuck's going on? And I'm like, how are you doing? And then obviously, uh, you know, as we got into it, she saw, uh, the capacity of what, what I was able to to do for her. and And it would just end up being such a, a lighthearted, powerful experience where I was just like, just saying obnoxious, ridiculous stuff, but we connected at such a deep level that she's, she, I mean, I love all my clients, but she's one of my, I love working with her. She ended up being one of my, my best clients, which is really, really cool. Uh, so doing things that go against What everybody says that I need to do that could potentially ruin my business or ruin my reputation, I'm, I'm doing, uh, even things like, you know, I I remember there was a time when I had a conversation with a guy, a business owner, he, uh, we were on, on a sales call and he, uh, (laughs) we got to a point where he was kind of getting like frustrated with me and we were having a yelling match and he told me, he told me to fuck off. And he's like, you can't talk to me like that. And I'm just yelling back at him. I'm back in my back I'm like, what are you doing, kid? What are you doing? But you know, just flowing. I'm like, nope, let's go. And I was like, oh, I, you can. <laughs> he's like, I've been in sales for ten years. Like, you can't, you, you, when you're on a sales call, you don't talk to somebody like this. And then I'm like, I'm not a fucking salesman, right? Because I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a, I'm not a salesman. Right? I, I'm, I'm just me. And and that that's how I get get people to work with me. And he, we were just going back and forth, back and forth for literally like thirty minutes. And after that 30 minutes, you know, the, the tension was at its peak, peak, just going back and forth. And he stops. He sits there, gives me kind of a weird look. I'm like, what's he thinking right now? And he goes, you know what, Kean? You're right. For you to sit on this call for two hours with me and stay with me in this space, I got a lot, I got a lot of respect for you and I trust you. Let's do it. Okay? so literally one of the best things I can say that people can do is just tap into that place of what feels best for you. And if you feel like you want to just keep going and just like be something that would be wrong by marketers or wrong by sales coaches or wrong by business coaches or whatever it is, like, like, fuck it. Like, because for me, like success is inevitable, right? That I just attract, like I, I, I'm, that's just how I am. Right. I haven't always thought that way. Absolutely not. I used to think that I w- would have to go above and beyond. Right. I did, that's why I talk a lot about the underdog being the underdog oh, on the underdog. I got to do more than everybody else. Right. I wasn't an underdog. I, I, I was a beast at football. I was fantastic. Right. But I thought I had to overwork everybody to prove that I was good enough. Okay. Which ended up leading to my, I would say part of my demise with football with I got too big and uh, too much muscle. And I, my body couldn't handle it. And, and how do these different things happen but that's where uh getting out of the space where we need uh success or what we feel like it looks like based on what we're taught that we need to do and intentionally sabotaging those things uh allows us to start to get out of that place of being the underdog and start to be like whoa like success is inevitable for me like making money and having success is inevitable and honestly when i stepped into that space of intentionally uh, sabotaging and doing what felt right to me at the highest capacity is when business took off. It took off. It was like, good. It's good. It's good. And then I let go of all expectations with, with the coach that I have, right? We let go of all expectations And me doing anything that I, all the marketers previously that I hired told me what to do. All the business coaches that previously told me what to do, let go of that business went boom. So getting that space where you know, we don't rely on our reputation, rely on our success, rely on our, our, the money that we make to give us permission to be okay, allows those things to come in at a much higher capacity with much less effort without having to be the underdog.
1: I love that. I can definitely resonate and speak to that because there's a place, there's a space that a lot of us start in, which is like you were saying, like I need to be this, I need to be that I need to make this much money. And that's already coming from a place that you are lacking it, that you don't have something. So guess what? You're probably not going to get it. So there's that mindset, right? That's where we want to be. But can you tell me about a time where you encountered a challenge in carrying out your mission? I mean, you already mentioned, you know, somebody completely cussing you out, but then it sounded like they took a turn because they realized like, wait. Nobody probably he realized like nobody's ever talked to me like this. Nobody's ever showed me straight up what it is. He probably encounters a lot more people who just tell him what he wants to hear. So tell me about a time where you encountered a challenge that it was like really hard for you to break through. Oh,
0: oh man. Uh, well, the first thing I would have to say is the mind of a high achiever is so fascinating. It's so fascinating because they're so used to being in powerful positions. I can even say for myself, I don't even wanna make it about everybody else. Like we are so used to being in in powerful positions where we've gotten so good at manipulating our environment or we're manipulating our environment to make it be what we want it to be, to give ourselves permission to be okay, right? That's why a lot of us high achievers become so successful is to give ourselves permission to be okay. Uh, So we get really good at manipulating our environment to cover up our insecurities. Okay. So what does that mean? We're very used to being in powerful positions, right? So I, I learn how to be able to be in a position where I'm in power. So as you can imagine, working with people that are making a lot of money, having a lot of success, they're very, very good at flipping the script and getting back into a powerful position. Okay. So with, with almost all high achievers that I've worked with that one way or another, uh, we've encountered a very difficult situations where they've tried to, you know, unconsciously tried to flip the script where uh, it just, well, I I just didn't do it. And primarily one of the big things that happens is, uh, you know, we'll be in the context of a session and somebody may uh, be like, okay, well, we'll be getting deep. We're going deeper and deeper and deeper. And then there'll be this flipping of the script. Like, okay, this isn't comfortable. They'll they'll say, okay, what do you, can you, like, how do you relate to this? Okay. Well, what do you think about this? right? Or they'll try to ask me a question and flip it right as we're about to go to this deep place, right? And a lot of coaches, they'll they'll take it, oh, well, because of this and that, and, and they'll feed into it. Okay, so for any coach listening to this, this is super powerful. With some of the coaches that, that I coach, uh, this is one of the most powerful things working with high achievers, is that they try to flip the script, okay? So when that happens, right? It, it, it's, no, 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 I'm not going to answer that. We're going to keep this about you. We're going to stay right here where we're at, okay? Thank you for asking. This is where we're going to stay. Okay. So it's dealing with that, uh, that they don't even realize they're doing it, but on, on a, you know, person to person basis, like, like it happens. Um, I mean, there's been, I mean, there's been times that it hasn't necessarily worked out, you know, in my favor in the moment. Uh, I had a call with a guy and he gave me, he's also somebody that gave me a little speech about, Oh, well, you know, I, I've done sales for however long and this is not how it's done. And I said the same thing. I said, I'm not a fucking salesman. That's fine. And he's like, so if, if I reach out to you in next quarter, you'll tell me no. And I was like, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe, but right now it doesn't feel right. So I'm going to say no. And he's like, okay, all right, fine. So I'm going to reach out next quarter and I'm going to see uh, if you end up, if you work with me or not. I say okay, that's fine. So we haven't talked since, and now next quarter would be the first quarter of of this upcoming year, twenty twenty one. But like, I, nothing's came of that, right? So like, I don't know. It, it's I feel like I've gotten to a point now where I just kind of say what is uh, true and right to me, and it 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 doesn't phase me as much anymore. It doesn't phase me as much anymore. So I don't know if there's that much of of uh the, the emotional attachment to it. But I would say that situation with with the fuck you back and forth, like I think that was a pretty big deal. <laughs> That's the time it was. It was a super big deal to me at the time. Yeah.
1: No, it sounds like it. I mean, and in the other example that you just mentioned too, it's a lot of retaining your energy and being true to yourself, whether that be saying fuck you or just, you know, not saying anything at all. Um, yeah. amazing. So we talked Absolutely. a lot about how you help other folks and I kind of want to look inward a little bit and how we have to do a lot of the self work. Um, there's a lot of different ways that we can do this, a lot of different practices. What are some of the practices that are your go-tos?
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought this up. Gal, like what, what practices are not my go-tos? That, that, that's a better question. <laughs> I feel like there, there's so many different things that, that I've tried. Um, but one that I'd like to talk about that doesn't get talked about enough. And I feel like there's little, uh, negative associations with it, but are super, super powerful is, uh, is plant medicines. I mean, I've experimented with psilocybin, you know, magic mushrooms. I, I've experimented with uh, ayahuasca and, and I've also used uh, MDMA therapy as well. Uh, it's a form of, of, uh, ecstasy used to be able to treat, uh, PTSD and, uh, social anxiety and other, uh, emotional, and mental disorders. So all of those can be fantastic tools to be able to understand the self at a higher capacity and uh, connect with the self at, at a higher capacity.
1: I would love to dive deeper into plant medicine healing. Um, can you tell me a specific experience that you have that you had certain awakenings within you? What does that look like?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, every every single time that, I, that I've... Uh, experimented with it, It's it's been just uh, an unbelievable experience for, for me and and with the people that, that I've done it with. Um, but one in particular that really sticks out to me was an ayahuasca experience. If anybody doesn't know what, what ayahuasca is, it, it's an ancient plant medicine that uh, the shamans from the tribes uh, in South America would uh, prescribe people with different mental and emotional disorders it's a very very powerful medicine a shaman is is like a medicine man of many of the aztecs and the incan empires and so this this plant is it's a root and it's combined with with water and the shaman serves it to you and it's a form of a psychedelic and when you take it uh you go and you you have your own experience so you go to a retreat center or or whatever it is Uh, my experience was uh, at a uh, retreat center, and so the people had sleeping bags set up all around, and you wait till one o'clock in the morning to to take the medicine, and you uh, you take it, and then you go back to your sleeping bag, and you lay down, and you have your own experience. There's maybe somebody five to six feet away from you, but you're in your own space and experience. And so, when, how it starts is you take it, you sit down, you lay down, and. Uh, it's it's a very they call it the, the mother medicine. it's a, it's a very motherly uh, type of plant, uh, but also can be very aggressive at the same time. And so what happens in the beginning, uh, the majority of the time, now everybody's experience is very different. Uh, they say based off uh, whatever you need the medicine will give you at that time. But my experience this particular time, which is very common, is a is a purging process. And uh, that is, here and also back there, uh, at the same time. So they say it clears out the body of a lot of toxins. so uh, after about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, it starts to gargle up in your stomach a little bit. And then everybody has a puke bucket as well. And so there's normally a purging in some way. Uh, some people's purging experiences are much more intense than others in the front and the back, depending on the person. And, uh, so, I went through that experience where I purged and normally after the purge is kicks in the psychedelic experience. This experience in particular for me was extremely powerful um, because I, I would consider uh, my upbringing. Now there's a lot of things that were on, behind the scenes that, that I've had to work through, but on the outside looking in my upbringing was, was very good compared to the majority of, of people um, I would say that, that I've met. And so uh, as I got into this experience, I started to lose a little sense of reality. Right, I'm like like 50% in reality. You know, now 40%, 30, 20, 10, and then all of a sudden, I arrive at a gate. Okay, that's what this the psychedelic experience was. I arrive at a gate, and it was you know the mother ayahuasca. They say, standing there, with with a king type of figure, and they say, "Are you ready to experience this?" And I'm like, "Experience what?" Like this is exactly what you're looking for, I said. I don't know what it is. Can you tell me? And it says no. You have to step into the gate. And at this point, I'm like ninety percent in and ten percent out, where I'm like ten percent, like still aware that I'm having a psychedelic experience. And so I'm like, okay, fine. So I step inside, and uh, it goes black. Everything goes black, and I start to get this kind of anxious feeling. I'm like, okay, what's going on? I say, hey, what is this? And the voice goes, remember this, is what you asked for. And I'm like, uh, okay. All right. All right. And it starts to get, feel feeling a little more darker and more anxiety and more anxiety and more anxiety and it's building and it's building. And I'm like, what is this? What's going on? He's like, remember this, is what you asked for. I'm like, what is this? And then the voice says there's a certain level of hell that you've never experienced in your life that many of your clients have, but you can't relate to them right now until you experience this. Crazy. And I'm like, makes so much sense. Okay, let's do it. And I could go deep, deep, deep in the story. And, and actually, the crazy part is I use my experience that I had through this psychedelic experience in the context of my sessions sometimes uh, to take people to a certain place that they, they need to get to to experience a certain level of uh, emotional trauma that needs to be expressed. Uh, so that's one thing that I got from it. But literally, I, I experienced hell. And I was bawling and crying and, I, and just like actually in real life, just like bawling. And I, I lost all sense of it being a psychedelic experience. I was completely immersed in it. And it was literally the, the, the craziest level of hell that you could possibly imagine. And I was yelling. I remember yelling like, no, no, no I can't believe people experience this. I can't believe people experience this. This is, this is terrible. I can't believe this. And then I was just going deeper and deeper into it. And then the moment there was a moment hit when I completely surrendered and said, okay, this is just my eternity. I'm, I'm experiencing this for the rest of my life. Okay. And the moment I did that, it pulled me out. It took me completely out of it and said, you've learned what you need to learn. Crazy. But it wasn't until I accepted it for what it was, right? I I literally accepted this is what you're going to experience for the rest of your life in that moment. And it pulled me out. And so it was so powerful for me just to be able to experience that. Like I still like feel at such deep level, what that experience was like. And so I feel like the empathy that, that is there now, uh, for, for people that, that have experienced that is just so profound and powerful. And it was actually, it's actually a beautiful metaphor for how the healing process actually works and that the, the healing is through the feeling. And accepting what is as being okay, whatever that is, allows for healing to take place inside of you. And that's it's normally in life when we accept the deepest, darkest parts of what we're experiencing as being okay and just accepting it as being what it is, that we begin to make the transition up and out of it, right? But most of the struggles that happen in life are from the refusal to accept whatever is that we're experiencing as being okay because we're feeling so much guilt for feeling certain ways uh, and we're feeling so much shame for certain ways of, of that we're feeling that we never give ourselves permission to experience it as it is and be okay with it and just accept it. And so there was a lot of beautiful lessons that, that I learned from that, from that experience. Um, but my, my ability to empathize at a much deeper level, uh, the metaphor that came from it, and then also my ability to implement it. Uh, I've done it for multiple meditations that I've taken different people through to go to that place. And experience it and be able to come out of it. Um, so, and I could keep going on different lessons associated with that. I could go all day about it, but yeah, it was just such a powerful, powerful, profound experience.
1: That is powerful. That was moving. I feel like you took me through such a journey. You took us through such an experience and Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for sharing that. And I mean, I really do appreciate you sharing this because, you know, we're not trying to say, you know, everybody's going to go out and, and try this now and get the same experience. No, but you know, it is definitely helpful as an option for healing. And this is what you might be able to receive from it. Everybody will have a different experience though. So just wanted to, Put that out as a disclaimer and i think what you received from it is as you said everybody's going to receive what they need in that current moment you know i think that's a good way to wrap it up man that was so powerful that there is a lot of a lot of golden nuggets here i do want to throw it back to you to call upon the audience now to take action in, in some form or another to promote positivity in their own lives
0: yeah absolutely. And too. I'd like to add to that disclaimer as well a little bit. yeah, and I would only recommend stepping into that space if you feel pulled or inspired to. right If it's something inside of you that's like pulled to it uh, then then put an ear to it, and even when you put an ear to it, it doesn't have to be something that you jump into right away. Uh, mm-hmm. what they say is that it's normally a a a progression of that it'll it'll get closer and closer into your life, and then finally you'll be presented with an opportunity to be able to to do it when it's right. So uh, I would not recommend it for anybody that, that feels like they should or need to, or it feels rigid or not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not recommend it. And also at the same time, I want to say just like any of a lot of uh, healing modalities and methods that people use, it's a tool. And I feel like a lot of people use it as an end all be all. They use it as a destination rather than what it actually is, which is a method to be able to, to experience another um, realm of, of understanding. And having it just be that as it is um, and being okay with that. So, there's a couple of things that, that I want to throw in.
1: Absolutely. Uh,
0: and then, to, uh, to answer your question about something that I could challenge people with today to, to add a little more positivity, fundamentally, human beings are, are created to be selfish beings. Okay. And I would actually say, self full beings. And at the end of the day, no matter what we do for anybody else, uh, the reason why we program to do that is because it brings us something in return. Right. And this, and the same reason why we don't do certain things because it'll bring us maybe negative peace in return. And right? so what do I, what do I mean by that? Well, a lot of times people say, oh, well, I don't want to be mean to that person. Or I don't want to like say something to hurt their feelings. Cause I don't want to hurt their feelings. Well, no, it's not actually that you're afraid to hurt their feelings. You're afraid of what will be the byproduct of them getting upset or them getting sad, right? What will that mean for you? They might get upset at you. They might tell somebody something negative about you, right? So it's never actually about other people. It's always actually about us. It always is. So I would just encourage anybody out there uh, to give themselves permission to step into a place of allowing themselves to do what feels right to them, independent of how they believe it'll affect everybody else. And so I don't mean if you feel pulled to go kill somebody, to go do that, right? So for anybody listening that was, oh, okay, well, no, that's key. And that doesn't work because, you know, then, then I, if somebody feels like they're going to kill somebody, then they go do it. Uh, but no, that's not what I'm saying. Okay. Just if there's somebody that you feel like you want to reach out to, that you want to talk to, if it's a, a potential significant other, if it's, it's it's a job opportunity or or a potential client, if, if it's confronting uh, a certain confrontation that, that you've been putting off just give yourself permission to just to go into it and just be completely honest of where you're at and how you want to express yourself and begin to see that you are capable of being loved as you are, no matter what way you show up. Uh, you don't have to manipulate your environment to, to get what you want uh, and feel a sense of peace and joy. You can actually show up as you are and be truly, truly accepted.
1: Thank you for ending on that. No, that was extremely well said. So, I mean, in essence, you are loved and worthy of being loved just as you are just for being born and existing. Right. If, I mean, if you take away anything from this episode, just know that much. Ian, thank you so much for your time. I want to give you an opportunity to let folks know where they can connect with you.
0: Yeah. Uh, go ahead and add me on Facebook and Loggy, that's probably the, the best platform. That's where I'm most active. Uh, you can also add me on, on Instagram. Uh, my account's private, so I, I I just kind of I post when I want, but it's Kean.loggy and Facebook or Instagram. Or if you're bold enough, if you're bold enough, then you can also text me if you'd like to. My uh my number is 605-759-3092. So if you feel bold enough and inspired to reach out to me, I will absolutely respond.
1: Once again, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you so much for adding value to everyone and expressing positivity and light in the way that you do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: You are absolutely welcome. Thank you so much for having me on, Des.
1: Thank you so much for lending me your time today. If you found a moment of Zen through this episode, I kindly ask that you leave a review on iTunes so that this message might reach more people. For daily positivity and to join a community of awesome humans, follow us on Instagram at The Positive AF.